welcome to our Think Kingdom podcast. We want to welcome you this week as we begin a new mini-series, Emotions, Relationship Edition. Let's jump in and see what God's Word has for us from lead pastor Antoine Lassiter. We're kicking off our new sort of mini-sermon series. We've been in the book of Acts. We will return to the book of Acts, um, but we're focusing now on relationships. Uh, how many of us, this is, this is a trick question, how many of us are are in a relationship. All of us. You have a relationship with your bank. You have a relationship uh, with your significant other or your spouse. You have a, you have a relationship with, if, if, you, if you're in school, your professors. You have a relationship with the person that's sitting beside you. You have a relationship with your church. Yeah, we are all in relationships. Now, for disclosure... Some are bad. Yep, Captain Obvious. And so we want to uh, pause because, you know, it's not only Super Bowl Sunday, but uh, tomorrow we celebrate Valentine's Day. And so men, if you have not, or women, if you have not um, secured your flowers or cards, you're in trouble. Like, because there's nothing left. Check. Trust me, I checked. So... Um, here's my apology uh, to my lovely wife. Anyway, um, 1 Corinthians 13, um, first, when we talk about love, uh, we need to define love biblically. Uh, love is patient. Love is kind. Uh-oh. Love does not envy, is not boastful, is not arrogant, is not rude, is not self-seeking, is not irritable, <laughs> and does not keep a record of wrongs. No keeping score, my friends. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. But love never ends. So now everyone who's in a relationship, and we've already established that everyone under the sound of my voice and beyond is in a relationship. And um, one of the greatest heavyweight uh, boxers in my lifetime was Iron Mike Tyson. And um, Iron Mike Tyson was the one hitter quitter. You give him about 35 seconds and he'll knock you out. Um, But he said a quote, and this is a quote. He said once that um, everyone has a plan for a fight until they get punched in the mouth. And uh, the same things can be said figuratively about relationships, that we have, our, we have plans for our children, plans for our marriage, plans for our church, plans for all the different types of relationships until we get hit in the mouth, and sometimes those plans go out the water or the window. Go out the window. And so Dallas Willard Um, He said this, the general human failing is to want what is right and important, but at the same time not to commit to the kind of life that will produce the action we know to be right and the condition we want to enjoy. This is the feature of human character that explains why the road to hell is paved with good intentions. We intend what is right, 
but we avoid the life that would make it reality. Oh, my God. I could sum it up by saying this. Our intentions are being hijacked by our habits. I intend to be a great husband, but my habits can get in the way. Just me. So y'all just going to put me out here by myself. Man, that's messed up. All right. Well, I'm going to get free. All right. So uh, relationships offer the perfect breeding ground for conflict. And those areas of conflict, according to Ephesians chapter 2, is the world itself, the culture around us, the flesh, which is me and you, and the devil. Now, everything that happens to us, newsflash, is not the devil. Uh Uh-oh. This is going to be tough. Anybody? Okay, I feel like I'm up here by myself, and technically, I guess I am. Um, Now, before we dive into it, um, um, we are all believers, right? So the basis for this series, there are uh, if you do a casual Google search, there's about 5 million um, topics on relationships. Uh, actually, it's more than that. Everybody uh, is talking about relationships. Everybody wants to know how to navigate, manage, put up with, enjoy relationships. Um, but here's, here's the secret sauce. Y'all ready for the secret sauce? Uh, because we're believers, we believe in Christ. And so uh, this relationship series will be based on Christ. So uh, newsflash, if you have a problem with that, then you could probably get some points but, um, from this message. But the reality of it is this, that uh, it's, we can't live in harmony with one another without Jesus. And so uh, excuse me if I focus this relationship series on Jesus. But that is um, the cornerstone and this is what we talked about. So uh, we're going to talk about two things real quick, positionally and um, experientially. So positionally is we are in Christ. But experientially, the question always remains, Marco, how do we live it out? I love Jesus. Uh, um, um, I'm in the community of believers. I'm trying the best I know how. But how do I live this gospel out? So positionally, we are in Christ. And the struggle is, how do I live it out? How do I become dot, dot, dot? And here's here's something to consider. You can't do this by yourself. So we need Jesus. And so uh, we're going to focus on who the cornerstone is. And and that is going to help us understand um, if we're going to build our life, we have to build it on a firm foundation. And so our right view of God is so very important. So I I commend, I I, um, commented that um, our first goal is to make sure in every relationship, um, the, the scripture, even my relationship with my bank, the scripture speaks that the borrower, um, uh, um, the borrower uh, borrows and it's wicked if he doesn't pay it back, right? 
So, so every relationship or, or um, every type of relationship has to have a firm foundation. And we can look through Scripture to actually um, participate in, as to how God wants us to live. And so we start off by establishing Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19 and 21. All right? So... Then you, speaking to believers, say he's speaking to me, are no longer foreigners and strangers, but what? Fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household. We are part of God's family. Right? We're built on the, it's built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. So we build our life on who? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We build our life on Jesus. In him, say in him, the whole building, the whole building is being put together. So we are all fragments. We're all pieces. And the whole building is being put together. In building his building, in building his kingdom, we are all bricks to lay the foundation with him. And that is that includes, but not limited to, my relationship with my wife, my relationship with my children. All of it, sir, matters. Don't be a prophet in the pulpit and a in the bed, in, in the room, in the home, in the house. Don't be two people and wondering why James 1 and 8 is truth. we unstable because we're double-minded. We're one way in public and another way private. And what happens, the foundation that we're building upon is rocky. And wondering why stuff don't work. Because no matter how good we are, you and I are not the foundation. If Christ is not the foundation of our marriages, our marriages will suffer. That doesn't mean that because we are two believers joined in holy matrimony, we won't have struggle. But whom, to whom are we leaning? And so uh, my, my, my challenge in marriage early on was um, I thought that the world um, rose and set on me. I, I, I got married because I wanted Tanya to make me happy. And I shortly, I soon, I'm a slow learner, but I soon discovered, man, and her greatest attempts to make me happy, I'm still miserable. So she must not be giving me what I need. And so this brokenness has led this, to this journey of like, man, why are we? You doing your best. I'm doing my best. We still fighting and fussing. What is going on? And so this journey that everyone's on, and I'm learning this, um, Pastor Craig, that this journey that we're on is one of constant self-discovery. That when I want to do right, I do the opposite. My intentions are good, but my habits are being hijacked. And then I have this self 
defeating discovery about myself. I try to do it, I fail at it, and then it reinforces this false narrative and these voices that I hear. I'm not good enough. I can't do this. Um, she can't make me happy. I'm not going to be happy. I'm, I'm, I have this life full of rejection and insecurities. And so until I went to this change of understanding that, that Jesus is the foundation. And being alive in Christ means that our foundation is strong. And what we need to discover that every relationship that we have so if I was a mason, is it a mason? Thank you. Um, I, I'm just putting these things together. And if, if Christ is our foundation, then my family, my friends, my work, my marriage can be built upon him. The hardest thing that I realized is I can't get over my own selfishness. Man. And so we're building our faith and the cornerstone of our lives is upon Jesus. That's, it's difficult for, for us not to love our neighbors when Jesus is not on the forefront. It's difficult for us to love our enemies. Now, I could probably rock with my neighbor even when the dog does a couple things in my driveway. That's difficult, but I love them nonetheless. Jesus takes it a step further, Marco. Just love your enemies. Hold up. Wait a minute. See, behind what we believe, how we believe, and in whom we trust must be Jesus. And that's why we are looking to Scripture for guidance. Now, if we have a low view of Scripture, or if Scripture is not authority, then this is going to be hard. And I'm not trying to be offensive, but if you believe your favorite author or talking heads or podcaster um, more than you do Jesus, um, you might just want to turn me, tune me out will turn me off if you're watching online because we go to the rock of our faith, the rock of our salvation. We go to Jesus. And so in every area of our lives, say every area, every area of our lives, we look through and to scriptures for guidance. And we bring, and because here's why, we bring all of us into every relationship, even the ones, parts of us that we're trying to hide. Eventually, the gig is up. Eventually, um, you can't keep that anger in check, and it comes out. Eventually, um, all those insecurities and rejection comes out. Then the person begins to see beyond the curtain and, and, and hears what our foundation could, has to be Christ. Because I'm jumping ahead, but because when we're unhealthy, to maintain these relationships, we have to bribe, bully, or beg. And that's, that's brokenness on display. And so every relationship, we're going to be talking about every type of relationship 
And this foundation is important. You hear me repeating myself? This foundation is important um, because uh, in, in building a home, they spend, some, they, they spend a lot of time on the foundation because how you decorate that home doesn't matter if the foundation is broken. And so what we're doing is building these fine homes and we got our homes so decorated and on the surface, they look good. I call that Facebook, all right. Before you sell a home, you got to have a home inspection because the home inspection's job is to find the stuff that you had. Anybody sell a home recently? Do you see how difficult it is? Like, you say it's good. Everything works fine according to plan and purpose. We ain't going to take your word for it. Let's inspect. And the person who's inspecting has access to every part of your home. Even that dirty closet. That, I'm sorry, that was, I guess that was me. Um, he has access to every part of your home. And for some of us, it's going to be hard to, to give the Holy Spirit access because we have weaponized our wounds. And uh, God wants to heal us. And now here's, here's the thing. Now, I don't want you to, to go too fast in your healing. That is you and the Holy Spirit. And this whole notion that you hurt me, and I, suppose, I, I am supposed to forgive, but this whole notion that you hurt me and we're supposed to pick up where we left off, where is that? I forgive you absolutely, but I'm going to need some time. And, and so I want us to be careful because as the, as the book of Acts has shown us and the Holy Spirit has come to empower us to be witnesses, some of us are actually losing our witness in these relationships because our yeas are not yeas. And if we can't, if we can't represent or represent Christ in the most in the closest relationship that we have, then why are, we why are we striving to do it publicly? And so um, I know that you love Jesus, and I know you know who he is. But are you practicing what he said? This is tough because I don't want you to get the impression that I have arrived. I struggle just like you. And I'm, none of us are perfect. So um, Matthew chapter 5, verse 44 says, I tell you to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Man, that's hard. If we don't have the Holy Spirit, how are we supposed to do that, Yuvia? How are we supposed to love? Now, it's one thing to love your enemies, but then you got to love the ones who persecute you. Lord, that's too much. That's too much. But he gives us Jesus. We build our lives on this truth. Because John chapter 1, verse 4 says, in him, meaning Jesus, was life, and the life was the light of men. And so we have to lean towards Jesus. And so here's a point that I want to make in terms of unhealthiness. If we resort to begging and bribing or bullying your son to comply or your daughter or your church members or your small group or your spouse, if we, if we um, resort to that, and what we're trying to do is attempt others to bend to our wheels. Some things with our children, we got to walk them through. We know the answers. We live far beyond them. But some decisions we just have to walk through with our children, giving them truth and not bullying them into submission. Same thing for the church. 
It's like, man, I've been in, I've been in churches. Well, man, um, that we bullying people to give, bullying people to volunteer. That's unhealthy. And, and, and so um, when you resort to that, this is what you've done. You can never let your need for them overshadow your love for them. I'm going to say it again. Never let your need for them overshadow your love for them. I never want to be in a relationship where I have to beg, bribe, or bully for respect. I want my sons to want to come home after they're, 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 they leave and they got their, their, their wives and family. I want them to come home because they want to. You know you ain't seen your mama in, I don't, what is that? I want my wife to come home and enjoy our marriage, not to merely endure it. Oh, my God, I got to go home. God. I, I, want, I want my home to be a place of rest, not worry. I want her faithfulness to be tied into choosing to be with me, not just because she doesn't have a choice to leave. I want the people of God to want to come to think kingdom, not because we're begging you. This week, we're going to have an extravaganza. Listen, I want you to come here because you love Jesus. I, I'm, I don't want to be in relationships where I got to turn circus tricks to make you happy. I want us to understand that commitment is staying when the option to leave is free and on the table. That's commitment. And many of us don't understand commitment. You're not faithful to your wife because you have no options. You're faithful because you want to be. That's why the Old Testament is full of God saying, I'm a jealous God. And there are habits that God wants to make sure that we get together because we're building these relationships on everything else except the word of God. And wonder why we make these choices. And some of us make choices because we're tired of being alone. So we settle. And then the same blessing after about nine months of matrimony becomes a curse. And everybody around you saw it. But because you know how you get, we can't really say anything. And so we got to understand that the enemy takes hold of us. And Jesus has come that we may have life and have it more abundantly. And, and so he must be the foundation of our lives. Man, he keeps saying it because I want you to get it. Listen, Valentine's Day and those flowers and those candies will not fix those cracks. Painting over it won't fix it. You got to get to the root, bro. The occasional birthdays and the, little, and the little stuff that we do won't fix the foundation. Because Ecclesiastes chapter 3 talks about there's eternity, there's a void in our hearts that only he can fill. So Jesus is the foundation. I want you to say this with me two times, all right? Jesus is the foundation. Jesus is the foundation. So all our relationships must um, 
must be viewed with eternity in mind. And oftentimes the most difficult thing, Rob, is to make these life-changing decisions based on temporary need. And I see people entering into relationships and he has an appearance of godliness. She has an appearance of godliness. But she don't a bit more love your God in them. But their need for you and whatever that need is outweighs their love for you. And they're tapping into something in you that they've discovered. And you're the most loyal and loving person, and, they, and they're using it to their advantage. And, and, and that's why we have to love, and that's my first point, you must love Jesus more than any of your relationships. Luke chapter 14, verse 26, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. You got to love Jesus more than your mama. What he's saying is that when our love for him pales in comparison, our love, our love for our moms and our relationships pales in comparison to our love for him. And if you, if you try to compare it, we hate. And, and that's what he's saying. He said, so he says, in order to be a disciple, we must be willing to give up everything for Jesus. Yeah. So when we think of that, we think of like, yeah, I'm willing to give everything for Jesus and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. And so when we come together in holy matrimony or before we come together in holy matrimony, it's like I give up my desires for him. So uh, following Jesus requires commitment and faithfulness, even when our parents refuse to follow. Our following Jesus requires commitment and faithfulness, even if the people that we're in relationship with choose not to. So if and when we are faced with a painful choice, of loyalty to denomination, or loyalty to a family, or loyalty to a church, or loyalty to relationships. Um, if it's in direct contrast to who he is, I mean, I can still love you, but I can't be in a relationship with you. So even if our family members disown us, or worse, for being Christians, we must follow Christ. We must prioritize the things of God before we prioritize our own needs. Because if God is sovereign, he knows my needs. And he knows I'm lonely. So instead of dealing with my loneliness, I find ways to pacify it. And those temporary pacifications of my loneliness are causing destruction. And it's like a, it's like a water torture. It's just trip, 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 trip. And before you know it, I'm flooded with things I refuse to face. And then I put them on my wife. And my children grow up with it. And now I can actually see, ah, I should have dealt with that. Oh, I should have dealt with that, but I was so busy dealing with me, I left all this collateral damage. God said, no more. I want to be your foundation because this is what holiness is. Holiness is avoiding and abstaining from evil and pursuing God. And so if this relationship doesn't lead me to holiness, if this relationship is not pushing me towards God, then I have to question the relationship. And that's hard because sometimes loneliness trump good decisions. And many of us compromise our convictions when we're in a relationship. Our convictions take a back seat. And one of the things that we struggle with is being Christ-like or Christ-light. Either I'm going to be like Christ or I'm going to have a sprinkle of Jesus in some categories of my life. So instead of admitting work relationships, instead of admitting, hey, I'm late. Um, I'm a horrible employer. 
You know the enemy is coming after me, right, Doc? No. Unemployment is, though. <laughs> You're a bad employee. Every time they come to correct you, Jesus is my help. He's also going to be your provider because you ain't going <laughs> to. We can't put up with this. No more. No more. So if it comes to obeying Jesus or my desires, I obey Jesus. If, in other words, if it comes to me or obeying Jesus, or if it comes to obeying Jesus or obeying man, I choose to obey Jesus despite the nature of that relationship. And so the issue is when Jesus is not the foundation of our relationship, uh, sex outside of marriage isn't a big deal. When Jesus is not the foundation of our relationship, being a lazy employee isn't a big deal. When Jesus is not the foundation of our relationship, lying to get ahead or cheating isn't a big deal. When Jesus isn't the foundation of our relationship, flying flags and uh, storming capitals isn't a big deal. Um, and so we have become complacent to the service of our local body because it isn't a big deal. And so Jesus must be the center of our lives. And if, if, and if he's not, look what happens. And, 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 and we see, it's the whole gospel message, bro. It's the whole gospel message that God had his perfect plan for us. And then sin came in the world. And as a result of sin, we see all this destruction. We see all this abuse. And so um, here's what I want you to put in star in terms of your relationship. Direction is more important than speed. I want you to get that. Some of us are going fast and furious in these relationships. They're just in the wrong direction. They're pulling you from everything. And it's all in pursuit of this temporary dot, dot, dot. Headed in the right direction is better than the speed. And so we shoot out the gate. That's going to be my husband. And the challenge to that is, even if he's a good man, are you a wife first? In other words, are, are, is Jesus taking hold of your heart first? And so, and I'm, I'm saying it goes from work. It goes, like, like, part of the problem when you are employed and you don't like your job is it's hard um, to be in a job that you don't like, but it's harder to be in a job that you don't like if you don't know where you're going because the job feels like a dead end. So when you don't know your purpose, it's hard to, to say, hey, this is just an exit on the way to my goal. So Jesus must be at the center, but real talk, it's hard. And when the truth is in direct opposition, to how we were taught. Woo! Because I'm telling you, man, I grew up, you just name it and claim it, and that's it. Man, I named and claimed myself to bad debt and bad credit. And I thought that's all you do. I give, and I just say, hey, Jesus is going to make a way. And he did. Just not the way I thought. <laughs> but we'll talk about that later. John chapter 15, verse 12 to 15. This is my command. Mm. Love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. 
They're not call you servants anymore because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. I've called you friends because I have made known to you everything I have heard from my father. Another point I want to make is Jesus is our example for how to love people. All people. The people you're in a relationship with. The people that you're struggling with. Your family. Yes, I said it. Your family. Yeah. He's taught us how to love, and so he must be our example. This is the introduction to our relationship series. And over the next couple weeks, um, we're going to be focusing on several things, but we're going to look at the scriptures to do that. Because although Jesus is my foundation, and these types of relationships are very important, um, there are certain things that can hold. Jesus is the foundation, but there are certain things that can hold relationships together. And so one of them is security in that relationship. And we're going to define what that is. Another um, is trust. Man, it's hard to be in a relationship with people you don't trust. Man. And some of us got to understand that. Um, I'm not, I was, I'm, I've been to Missouri once. I'm not from Missouri. But some things you got to show me. Because your words don't line up with your actions. Or your actions don't line up with your words. And so we got to have trust in relationships. Other things we got to have is we got to have support. Man, this, man, if we're going to be relationship rich and effective, we got to have support. Man, we got to have respect. Oh, my word. And we got to have boundaries. Yeah, even when you're married, you got to have boundaries. Like every relationship needs boundaries. And you also got to have communication. Uh, it's going to be hard to get along with people you don't talk to. <laughs> I, I didn't have to read a book on that. I just know if you don't talk to your um, Chrysler Financial, they can come get that car. It's basic, basic stuff. This is not deep, but it is relevant because we want to have a biblical approach. We want to be a practical approach. We want to make it applicable for everyone. This is our relationship series. And so the next two weeks, um, we're going to talk about communication, boundaries, and respect. And again, this is not just for our relationships with other people in our circle. Yes, I like tight circles. I do. I really do. But I don't live in my circle. In other words, you don't live in your bubble. There are people that don't think like us. They still love God, cuz. You see what I said? They still love God, cuz. Where I got that from? Um, <laughs> it's just me and you talking. Get the crowd. But... That, that's the beauty of God. And here's why we're doing this. Because I discovered, I'm a slow learner, I discovered, we don't know how to resolve conflict. Avoiding conflict is actually causing conflict. And, and, and so there are things that we don't talk about when we just let them fester. And your feelings matter. How you feel is how you feel. But if you're being governed by your, your feelings, there's an there's a, a, um, a analogy of the rider on the elephant. And the elephant represents your emotions, and the rider represents your intellect. But when your emotions 
are out of whack, the elephant can cause so much destruction. And the rider is just trying to hold on for dear life. And our intellect, our hearts, and all those things is actually supposed to control our emotions. Feel what you feel, but don't be ruled by it. How many, talk to married people. Everybody close your eyes. Just talk to married people. Y'all close your eyes for a second. How many times you just want to say, you know what? I'm done. Raise your hand. Don't do it. Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. That was a test. That was a test. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because <laughs> I didn't give you the solutions yet, and you're going to go home. <laughs> that ain't for next week. All right? So please, you have to come back next week. <laughs> Time was like this. I love you, though. You love me back. So the reality of it is we're going to spend a few weeks on relationships and um, when we launch Strong Couples after, um, after this series, uh, we just want to offer a safe space of love and togetherness with all the couples. And that means if you're married and, or you're in a relationship, um, we're just going to walk this journey together. That was Pastor Antoine kicking off our new Emotion series. If you were blessed by anything you heard in today's podcast and you feel like to give, feel free to text the word GIVE to 704-741-3705. And if you're in Charlotte or any surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at 465 South Cannon Boulevard in Kannapolis, North Carolina, Sundays at 1033. You can also join us online Sundays at 1033 on Facebook and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to us and also check us out on Instagram under Think Kingdom. As always, you can go back and hear this message and so many more right here on our very own Think Kingdom podcast.